Do you think we're the last two Skype users on this planet? I think, yeah, absolutely. Like, they are only updating their product for us at this point. Yeah. Or, like, for potential future users. They're like, come on, we can bring it back. Like, there's got to be a Skype fan out there. Because we are Skype users, but we are not Skype fans. No. We have a very tenuous relationship with this software. <laughs> but there's got to be, like, a an employee out there who's just like, I can do this. I can bring this back. I did just have this thought, and I'm not saying that we're going to make any changes here at Play on K. Absolutely not. Why would we do that? But maybe we will. Who's to say? We've had this setup for so long where I think we use it specifically because I bought a call recorder to work with Skype a million years ago when we started doing this, that I do like my call recorder. I think it does a good job. But at this point, it's probably paid for itself. That's true. It's, we mostly don't use it, which is nice. But on the rare occasions that something happens to my audio, and we do need the backup file that has my audio on your side, it has come in clutch. We've never had to re-record an episode. That's pretty lucky. Yeah, let's not change. Let's never change. You convinced me. Let's never change. Let's never grow. (laughs) I doubt there are Zoom recorders out there that could hold a candle to our (laughs) Skype recorder. There's no way. There's no way. We've got the top of the line products over here at Play OK. (laughs) You know how people do like rate my setups? I I think people would die if they heard our setup. <laughs> oh, and we could take a pi- I could take a picture of my absolutely shit show cluttered desk where my mic is sitting right next to my computer with the computer fan that kicks on as soon as that video recording comes in. Yes. Um my sound shield is sitting on top of a pile of notebooks as it should be <laughs> because it's too heavy for the boom arm. It's too heavy. I can't. I can't make it work. It can't. It can't fit on there. So it has to be propped up by notebooks. I have done. I've done a similar setup back when I used my mic shield. And we gotta boom dig arm. that. We gotta dig that out of storage. Yeah, I can actually see it right now, but it is very covered in dust. I did find the foot though that came off, and that's the reason I stopped using it. Is because the foot came off and so it would have to like tilt on the desk i am painting an even better picture of my setup um so for a while i just had it like sitting all tilted and and messed up and then uh i uh was looking for man i told this story to emily last week when i found something that cost $300 to replace. I don't want to get into what it was. <laughs> it wasn't scandalous. It's just exhausting to talk about. Now I have to. I've yeah, implied it. Really? It was <laughs> So I have a dog who is not food motivated. And this is kind of the reason cuz I think some people get like really um really in their feels about dog training philosophies. Um oh. I have a dog that isn't food motivated and I also have a dog that will bite people. And I have a dog who views the world as a threat. Like, he goes out in the world and it's a scary place for him because uh, he doesn't know what's out there and so he's on high alert at all times. And when you have a high alert dog who's very anxious and not food motivated so you can't use food to teach them, you need something else to like physically get their attention. I use an e-collar. I don't shock him. I use the vibrate mode, but the vibrate mode is the only thing that he, cause he can't hear me and he can't hear, he can't respond to food. He's not interested in it. And so what he can respond to is knowing like, oh, the vibration is happening and I'm trained to know I'm supposed to do certain things when that happens, like sit, calm down not lunge at people. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's why I like hesitated to talk about it. Not because it's scandalous, but because people get like really in their feels about like e-collars because uh, uh. I get it. Some some dogs don't need them and some dogs don't respond well to them. And some dogs 
can be trained with just positive reinforcement. And I'm so happy for every person who has a dog like that, who views the world in a way that positive reinforcement really works for them. Because I wish that my dog could feel more positively about the world. Uh, he just can't. Um, and he he can put himself and others in danger when he's not viewing the world well. Um and so, yeah, that's that's kind of why I didn't want to get into it. Anyway, I found this remote uh, that was $300 to replace that I could not find anywhere. And I checked my car five times and I finally found it months after I replaced it for $300. It's insane. It, it also feels insane to talk about money like this. <laughs> uh, I'm so uncomfortable. Maybe we should cut this. Uh, anyway... <laughs> When I was looking for that, around the third time I was digging around in my car looking for this stupid remote that I ended up having to replace anyway and then not having to replace after I replaced it, I did find the foot to my my gigantic mic shield so I can get that set back up. It just needs to be like dusted off and put back together and stuff. Nice. That's really exciting yeah. though. Yeah, that was the longest way I could have told that story. Yeah, it reacted sure. as if all the middle stuff didn't happen. I was just like, nice, nice story about finding the footage. Like, yeah. I just, I feel guilty about making you share so much. I didn't consider that other people might be more interested in dog training and might be a lot more judgmental about jo dog training techniques. In my mind, I'm just like, I don't know, is your, your dog like... You are a very loving and caring and attentive owner, and I know that. So train him however you think he will best respond and however he'll he'll most be he'll be most comfortable. And I respect that you're doing that. So it's easy for me to be like, just talk about it, Raquel. But I'm sorry <laughs> if you got uncomfortable. Now I feel really bad about it. No, it's okay. I I don't think our listeners are the type to like reach out and we have never had a bad experience where people were like, um, actually, you should be ashamed of yourself for a certain way that you are or whatever, right? Like, we've yeah. always only had good interactions with our listeners. Our listeners are super cool. Um, but anyone can stumble across this podcast on the internet, and it gets sometimes so vulnerable to open ourselves up to, like, um, everyone's opinions and sometimes I get more sensitive to that and I think I just had a moment where I was pretty sensitive to it we could totally keep it in or we could cut this whole part and talk about something way more interesting <laughs> who am I to say I mean it, we can do whatever you want and we could just I was thinking of posting like full-length episodes only on the patreon and then mm. cutting this small talk portion for our regular public postings so we could start with this episode if that's what you want to do that might be a good uh, place for it yeah my, i mean i'd also be fine with that i don't mind if you keep this in in any format wherever it gets posted um i trust you oh and i trust our listeners i i think our listeners are cool and if like they really if you feel like you really need to tell me that it's disappointing that i have to vibrate my dog to get him to pay attention to me i guess like reach out and <laughs> let me know but i like just know that like i've tried everything i've tried literally everything and one thing has helped him still get to experience the world and have exercise and not uh be on the verge of a panic attack at all times yeah your rick has a good dog owner so respect that. Don't add us. Okay. and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we are doing our bonus episode of Little Women. Yay! That, what a show. I really liked it. I saw, 
I got I got caught up in comments on Asian Wiki, which I didn't know you could comment on there, but Asian Wiki had like 235 comments. And wow, a lot of them were negative, very negative comments. Which what? The show rating overall was 89 out of 100. So like overall very positive. It I don't know if this is a scientific finding or just my feelings. I assume it's a lot easier to hit that like button, say, give a good rating than it is to leave a review. People who leave reviews might be more like, I really hated this and I want people to know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of our cool freaking listeners, I feel like it's really common for people who didn't like things to share their opinion on why they didn't like it. I guess it's just hard for me. And I think it's tricky, too, because um, I think we both really enjoyed the show, if I read all of our other reviews correctly. But that said, I'm already anticipating that we might have like slightly disparate uh, numbers on our rating system based on when we recorded the finale. Um but that said, it still feels like one of those ones that, for me at least, I guess I'm just so biased where I'm out here feeling like it was pretty near flawless. For me, it fit, you know, it fit my interests really, really well, though. Um, and so it's hard for me to imagine going to Asian Wiki of all places and being like, <laughs> all right, here's... Here's my problem yeah. with why, unless all of the reviews were, that teenage sister was a real piece of work, am I right? <laughs> I think I saw only one that said that, which, <laughs> valid. It was me. It was Raquel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair, fair. But, um, yeah, I understood. It seemed like a lot of the frustrations people had were with the plot and having so many plot twists and for me i loved it i freaking loved the plot twists but even more than that it's like i don't even know that the plot was as important to me as the insane cinematography the music the lighting the characters the acting like, so many details about this show were just mind-boggling. Yes. <laughs> I loved it. So to be like, oh, some of the plot points didn't make sense was like, I don't care. I don't care if they didn't make sense. I don't remember any that didn't make sense. This is not me speaking. Um, I found the show and the plot perfectly well done. But more than any of that, how how can you even focus on the plot when the freaking shots themselves, the cinematography is just so next level. Every single scene is a work of art. How can you even care? It, I, I can't even think about it. I also think that something that lots of plot twists are a thing I have complained about in the past with other dramas. Uh, I can even think of which drama in particular that we somewhat recently watched that had a couple of plot twists that I remember making a comment about it. It was My Country, The New Age, and you can, you know, watch the show and listen to, to the podcast to hear what comments I had on that. I think what makes the plot twists in this show um, really... For me, I liked them. And I think what made them really, uh, fitting and really good and something that I can, I can get behind is first of all, the genre. It's a thriller genre. There's always going to be maybe two or three more plot twists than your standard K drama. <laughs> uh, but I think more than that, it was the pacing of the plot twists. Uh, I liked that. We were given time to sit with a victory when there was a victory, and we were given time to sit with a loss when there was a loss. I do think the pace picked up on those plot twists quite a bit in the last two episodes especially, so I can see how maybe they start to give you whiplash if you're maybe trying to sit in the feelings of, oh, now she's, you know, going to jail, and now 
she's in jail and the person she thought was dead isn't dead. And not only is he not dead, but now he's testifying against her. But now he's not testifying against her. He's testifying so that she can be exonerated or whatever. You know, there are a lot of those just in that one portion of it. That is just one subset of where plot twists were happening in the last two episodes. So I get why someone might think that's so many. But that said, it was the last two episodes. It's not like we were halfway through the drama and they were, they were throwing plot twist after plot twist. Most of it was slowly paced and then the climax started happening and you start getting more of those and more of those and everything's changing and going a lot faster. So I was less bothered by it than maybe I would have been with A, a different genre, and B, uh, if the pacing throughout the whole drama was... Uh, whiplashy with all the plot twists yes i to be fair i do recall last week starting the episode saying that i was really tired and probably done being anxious and that this show maybe was getting to be too much so yes those last two episodes they were a lot and when you lay it all out like you just did they sound like a lot, and they maybe sound even bad. They, How you said it did make the show sound a little bad, and I think that's fair. Like, on paper, it's the last two episodes were quick. A lot happened, and maybe that's not always the best. But in hindsight, hindsight's 2020, man, and the show's looking good. I miss it. I really liked it. I liked everything about it. No notes. Yeah, there was a there was nothing that could have they could have done to make it a better show. So there, there I said it. <laughs> we might be more in line than you think. Yeah, I'm surprised because they did not have a more concrete romance, which I get. I mean, I'm with you. I I was happy with how they ended the whole uh, Choi Do Il and. In Jew storyline, I I felt okay about that based on how how the rest. I it honestly was better than my expectation where one of them ended up dead or betraying the other. I was like, oh look, they can actually maintain some kind of friendship and maybe relationship in the future based on this. And it's not like uh, he ran off with her money and tried to send her to jail or have her killed. And he kind of seems to care about her if he's not even if he, he like he may or may not be in love with her but he definitely cares about her and that's like more than i could have hoped for yeah i think like i said in hindsight it all feels better than it was like you said that's probably my biggest hang up with the show is that their relationship was never just make them kiss like that's all i wanted but it never turned into that and in hindsight their arc was perfection so i'm i'm okay with it i've come to terms with how they ended and the rest of it was just so dang good that it's fine Altogether, the show is really good i liked it yeah a nice overall um here's a thing that i didn't admit before we started the recording which i usually do and i also didn't admit at the top of starting recording which is my second most likely thing that i do the, like the second most likely timing that I usually do this at. I'm going to wait until we're a solid, you know, 25 minutes in. And then I'm going to let you know, I didn't, I forgot to research stuff that is cool bonus content as usual. I, I, I did that. So I'm ready. I don't Hell know yeah. if it's cool though. I don't think I did any cool bonus content research. I mostly <laughs> just wanted to know what Little Women was about. The, the book that started it all, there are one million spinoffs of it. There are stage plays and TV shows and movies galore. There are spinoff books, and I don't know if you'd call them fan fiction if they were published as actual novels, but lots of, lots of stuff has been created from the original Little Women. G guess who started this sentence and then immediately forgot the author of Little Women? It's me. <laughs> I want yeah, to say the author Alcott is yeah. me. I'm the author Jane Alcott. Let's see, Louisa May Alcott. Lu yeah, Jane is. I think I'm thinking of maybe like Jane Eyre or possibly um, the other Jane. <laughs> All those ding Janes. 
There's too many of them. Um, yes. No. Louisa. Yeah. It's, it's Louisa Mayaka. We got it. Um, she wrote a book called Little Women in the 1800s about, um, okay. So yeah, four sisters raised by their mom. Their father goes off to, I think, fight in the Civil War. And it's not clear what side he's fighting for, but they, they live in Massachusetts. I assume he's fighting for the North. It's okay. We're not going to dig into that part. Um, <laughs> point is, there's four women who live in poverty and they love each other very much. And it's a revolutionary story in that the females are the main characters and it's not just about their their lives gossiping and sewing and doing women's work or whatever. It's about love and finding your own path and being independent and making your own destiny. There's the oldest sister who's like beautiful and kind of leads them. And I think at one point she rejects a marriage proposal and that's like super cool. That's she, it's a it's a story of her finding herself, and then the kind of main character is the second youngest. Her name is Joe, and she's super cool. There's like so many people who've been inspired by her because she's like a tomboy. She chooses her own path. She's like, I like to read and write. That's my thing. I don't care about boys. I don't care about parties. I care about books. And that's it. And people love that. And that was not really seen back in the day as how females were portrayed. And then there's the two youngest sisters who we saw combined into one sister in this show. I think their names were Amy and Beth. I re read a lot of just like summaries of the book. So this is a hodgepodge together. Anyways... Mary and Beth, one of them sickly, Amy and Beth, one of them is sickly and dies, I think, dark. We had a little bit of that with our youngest sister, but they were like, forget about that. She had the surgery. She's perfectly healthy now. And <laughs> then we have the other sister who's like really artsy and does art and marries the guy that her older sister rejected. That's her, her thing. That's interesting, too, because they did technically have a fourth sister who got sick and died, but it was when she was a baby, so she's not oh, in yeah. this show. Was that was that girl's name Beth? In Beth? Uh, <laughs> in Beth. The in fourth Beth, sister. The fourth sister. It's a little on the nose, but I like it. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that is so interesting. So they did. They had all the sisters, because the second sister in this one was the more driven motivated, focused on herself and her her passion for, you know, in this it was the truth and justice and journalism. So, you know, she was told all the things she should be. And she said, I am a journalist. It's cool because she's shown all the things she should be, but she's also told she should do the things that she's good at, which I think is a classic piece of advice is something that we all strive for and she's like I don't really care that I'm good at finance I want to do journalism even if I'm not the best journalist in the world it's what I want to do and like that's really cool it's a vibe it's a really weird vibe I don't get it but I like it respect yeah, I'm for trying, that trying to think what I'm actually good at in this world that I'm not doing for a job um I am super good at I'll think of something. It's fine. <laughs> I could have done the proper best friend thing and just tried to help you think of things it's you're good at, but instead I did the ultimate selfish thing and tried to think of things that I'm good at and was like, it feels like the millennial curse that if you find anything that you're slightly good at, you have to monetize it. Yeah. So I don't think we have gotten gained skills in any area that we have not then tried to monetize somehow yeah just immediately monetize i also i'm definitely a soft skills person i'm less like a overarching like you're good at finance or whatever right uh which i am i am good with money i am terrible with 
the whole term finance because I struggle with money uh, <laughs> as a like status. Anyway, we don't have to get into that. Um, <laughs> my boyfriend's in finance, and that's enough. Um, <laughs> Do you guys have retirement accounts? I'm just worried about that. Yeah, no, I, like I said, I'm good with money. I just hate uh, the actual, like, act of, like, stocks aren't real, but they are. But are they? (laughs) Um, They are if you have money. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I, I am less, you know, like, overarching, like, I'm good at finance. I'm good at, uh, you know, these hard skills that you can learn. I'm good at coding and computer science. It's more that I'm good at learning and picking things up. So if someone puts something in front of me, I can probably figure out how to do it. And I'm good at team building. I'm really good at building relationships with people, like good working relationships with people. Um, I'm good at, yeah. I could keep. I could keep doing this. I won't. <laughs> this is really nice. I like it. Yeah, it feels very you healthy. Know, but you can't make maybe that the like one of those soft skills the only skill that you do right. There. Anyway, I feel like we've lost the plot here a bit. She made a very good Joe. In Kyung yeah. made a very good Joe. She found her own path. That was that was our point. <laughs> That's we circled back to it. We got there. I hope to be Joe and Kyung. That is who I want to be. I don't think I'm, uh, gosh, what was the oldest one's name? Oh, I already forgot it. Beth um, in June. I thought Beth was the one that died. Oh, I thought so too. I don't know. Let One second. Meg. I didn't even say that earlier. Meg. Meg is the other one, the oldest one. Oh my god. This episode is garbage. Me- Meg. 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 <laughs> I almost got her Meg. I'm no Meg because I don't think I take care of my siblings as well as she does. And I'm not just that natural beauty floating through life on a fairy cloud. Flary cloud? Flary cloud. Flary cloud. Fairy cloud. Like, I think you and I are both beautiful, but not the ethereal type of beauty that anyone would be like, I will give you anything you want right now and (laughs) anything that's that's the impression i get from meg and i i think in you fits that role yeah yeah i would give i would give kim goon anything she wanted anything she wanted i love her i love her it makes sense that songa picked her as the main character of this little play (laughs) that she devised She's like, that girl? Holy cow. She's it. She's my everything. She's stunning. She deserves, she looks like a main character. Yeah. I get I agree. it. We're beautiful people, but like, I know I don't look like a main character. <laughs> I know and that's fine. I don't look like Go- <laughs> Kim Goon. Yeah. And that's okay. I know because I've asked so many times for my hairstylist to cut my hair like Kim Goon's. And she always says, it's not going to look like that. Mm-hmm. And, and like, that's a mean thing to say. I know it's not. Let me pretend. Let me make my mistakes. <laughs> Please just let me be her. Oh, I don't know if you have to pick a sister to be. I, I don't want to because I guess that makes me the artist brat. But like that doesn't feel fitting. I'm pretty sickly, so... <laughs> oh, no. I'm just kidding. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm fine. I I kicked that cough when I was, like, 13 or something. <laughs> we made it this far, so... Suck it, Oregon Trail. We survived. <laughs> oh, man. It feels like none of these sisters are me. And that's disappointing, but maybe I have to read the book to actually get it. Should we make like a um, which little women sister are you quiz? Um, but it is only based on the K drama Little Women, and then I will create the quiz and put it up on our website. That honestly, I need to relieve myself from the pressure immediately as soon as that came out of my mouth. I am 
99.9% not going to do that. Um, that was a really cool moment where I was like, that sounds really fun. I want to do it. But I also, oh, it sounds like so much work. I don't want to do it. And then you said, I'm going to do it. And I I was so excited. I was so excited. <laughs> I know that you're not going to and there's no pressure to. But wow, that the joy I felt in that moment of just getting to take that quiz without ever having to make that quiz. <laughs> it was exciting. Oh, it would just be like a BuzzFeed quiz where it's like, what's your favorite color? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what If you had to pick one of these places to live, which one would you pick? Yours is way better than mine. Mine would have been like, which outfit would you wear? And then an outfit from each of the sisters to make it like pretty easy to guess which sister you are. If you could choose a haircut, which one would it be? It's and just then their faces. It's just their faces. Like... <laughs> I wonder which sister you'll be. I've made it really, really easy. Oh, that's such a good quiz. That is, it reminds me of my chat. I used to take so many online quizzes when I was a kid. (laughs) Got so many computer viruses when I was a kid. (laughs) Those are the days. (laughs) Uh, I did just look something up also to do my due diligence mid-podcast because I did get curious. So remember how a million years ago when we first started talking about Little Women and we had no clue what this show was like and we had thought about maybe just like asking our listeners what they wanted. Like what what have you guys watched out of these options that sounds good? What should we watch? And uh we were thinking maybe we would propose to our listeners some good, good Christmas watches, some good, good. And I said, oh, I'm pretty sure Little Women is a Christmas movie. Um, I can confirm, first of all, that I didn't make up in my brain that my aunt watched Little Women, the movie, the, <laughs> I think, 1994 movie uh, around Christmas time every year. I... Because I had started to wonder if maybe I had completely invented, after watching the K-drama Little Women, I started to believe that maybe I had fully invented that this was (laughs) remotely a Christmas movie. Um, And then uh, I was going through Instagram the other day, and my cousin, this particular aunt's child... Uh, who I'm close with and grew, grew up with, they posted that uh, it is in the, the 1994 version is in their top like 10 Christmas movies or whatever to watch every year. And so uh, that was very affirming for me. And then I just Googled it. And there's this just this little blurb from... Uh, it's not anything super official. It's just decider.com. Someone typed up like a little thing that says Greta Gerwig's Little Women. So that's the newest one that came out a couple of years ago in 2019. Okay. Greta Gerwig's Little Women is a Christmas movie. And it says, just this one little section of it is, and yes, it is also about Christmas. In fact, two of the film's biggest scenes take place during the Christmas season. Alcott's book famously opens on Christmas morning with the impoverished March sisters lamenting that it doesn't feel like Christmas without any presents, which is interesting because the opening scene of the K-drama Little Women was about growing up impoverished and birthdays feeling very different when you live in poverty uh, as a child. And it is the younger sister, youngest sister's birthday. Yeah. What? Oh, that's really cool. So they were like, we're going to take Christmas out because, like, who cares? But we're going to keep the theme of holiday celebrations that are typically accompanied by lots of presents are a lot harder when you live in poverty. Keep that. Keep the most fun part. Take out the dumb (laughs) Christmas part. We're keeping the fun. The theme of poverty. That's really clever. I appreciate that. I'm glad you looked it up. Your fun fact was way funner than my fact. <laughs> I liked your fun fact. We invented a quiz based on it. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to make that quiz reality. Um, I just have to learn how to make quizzes first. We just have to figure it out. That's, ooh, that's 
taken all the thoughts from my head. So anyways, time to go read Little Women. Oh, that's what I was going to say. If we're talking about holiday shows, I did just watch Hawkeye, which is also now a Christmas show. That's going to be me and Jason's go-to every year is just to rewatch Hawkeye. Oh, that's pretty good. We watched that last year for Christmas, and it was really nice. I think it came out last year, right? And then my husband watched it when he got home and was like, this just isn't this. It doesn't hit right in March. It's not quite. It's not quite there. It's not the same. If you Google Christmas shows, I wonder if Little Women and Hawkeye come up or if they kind of hit like Goblin, the Lonely and Great God, a.k.a. Guardian. Where people are like, I guess there's Christmas trees in the background, but you can't really count it as a Christmas show. Like, yeah. let's compile a list. These are Christmas shows now. Little Women, the K-drama, will not be on that list, unfortunately. Yeah. But <laughs> but we're talking other things, okay? Why, why would we even talk about Little Women, the Korean drama, when we're doing the bonus episode? Yeah. Yeah, I... I do think that that would be an interesting list because I've I've found some K-drama lists that say, like, K-dramas you should binge this Christmas season that don't, that none of them are actually about or maybe surrounded by Christmas, but some were on there that I was like, yes, I agree with this. And then there were some that remind me of Christmas that uh, probably also don't qualify technically, but in my heart they do, like, We've probably talked about this before, but Oh My Venus is definitely maybe a Christmas K-drama for me. I would toss that on the Christmas season watch list, uh, along with Hawkeye, which is not a K-drama. But if we're doing like a broad list and then narrowing it down, <laughs> maybe to to make it more K, uh, podcast relevant, uh, K-drama podcast relevant, then like Oh My Venus is on there, Goblin is on there. But I'm so interested to know if... And like... It's tough, too, because maybe not all of our listeners celebrate Christmas. Um, so if there's anyone who's like, I don't celebrate Christmas, but this gets me in the mood for the winter season or whatever. Like, this is a good feel or whatever the case may be. That would also be very good to know. Yeah. I Now I'm just contemplating why I celebrate Christmas when I'm not religious. But I think that's maybe too deep for the podcast. <laughs> Let's move away from that. We can unpack uh, that. (laughs) We can unpack that on a different episode. Um, Yeah, I think that's fair. I just don't know that there are other holidays represented in K-dramas, which now makes me sad. I don't know how to face that problem. All we can do is just make a list of the Christmassy ones and hope that we also come across more wintry ones that don't bum me out like there was one <laughs> on our list god what it was on our poll for the shows we were gonna watch i'll be there when the weather is nice yes longest title ever it looks christmas adjacent it's wintry i yeah. think i've never seen it but could that be on the list maybe yeah maybe, maybe it's like really cozy and but we don't know because we didn't watch it maybe next year maybe next christmas Anyways, hit us up with your coziest dramas. Yeah. And you can do that at playinggamepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. (laughs) Are we we wrapping it up? (laughs) That's our episode. 40 minutes of just whatever this was. Just this. Um, I do want to do a quick, um, you know. Actual bonus episode stuff. Yeah. You know who I am at the end of of every day at, at the end of every bonus episode you know i i do really want to just do like a quick who's that face real bad i can't stay away from it do you like who's that face i feel like i hold everyone hostage in who's that face i if i remember and i'm good about prepping for the episode then i play who's that face before we record so i think it's totally i'm it, i'm all about it is what i'm trying to say i'm all about it and it also does then remind me to do awards and ratings where i do think without who's that face i just go from episode to outro and it's like no 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 that's not what you're supposed to do bonus episode is about episode then who's that face then reward awards then ratings then outro okay there's so much left to do so I like it. I like it for that reason as well. 
Okay, that perfect. Then we can do a quick a quick round and um, go through maybe just like because there's some that like the shining stars that we have obviously already done. Um, but we'll shout them out. Kim Go Un, who played Owen Ju, is in so many things, but the most maybe notable and famous role that she has had is from Goblin or Guardian, depending on, you know, when you started watching K-dramas and when they took away the name (laughs) Goblin from us. (laughs) I think it's funny that you say she's in so many things because I was surprised clicking on her name that she was only in like half a dozen shows. It made me, it, it moved her to the top of my list for the next TikTok series that I'll do of watching in an act an actor's entire portfolio being like, oh. I'll do Kim Go next because she's in barely anything. Dope. Yeah. That actually surprises me pretty mm-hmm. deeply to see because I thought that she would have been in stuff I wasn't aware of, right? So that's why I'm so surprised because I knew she was in all of these things. Like, she's in the trap. And then we watched The King Eternal Monarch for a watch party uh, back when we were doing those on our Patreon. Yumi's Cells, I knew about. Uh, I know that that's like a webtoon. Um, Have you read I it? I haven't watched it. Oh I haven't my God, read it. so good. Is it? I need to catch up on it. I've heard really good things about it. I know it's like one of the most famous webtoons. And so was Cheese in the Trap Like during its that's time. That's the first was- K-drama I ever watched because... I binged the the uh, webcomic and then was like, I need more of this. And they were like, there's a show. And I was like, I've never watched a Korean show, but this sounds lovely. Give uh, me more. Some might say that Cheese in the Trap and Kim Go-Un are the reason this podcast exists. Absolutely. Yes. She got me in. But yeah. And you got me in. That's like it. That's like the whole list of all the shows she's been in. Yeah, that's wild. I just thought that she had been in so many things in my heart and mind, but she hasn't. But everything she's been in is a smash hit. So, so yeah, she's in, in that. I know that, uh, Nam Ji Hyun, who was Owen Kyung, was in Suspicious Partner. That is really only the only thing I know her from. Um, but it looks like she's been in about four times as many dramas as Kim Go. <laughs> wow. I saw a clip from something that she was recently in called The Witch's Diner that got me interested. So I might watch that. It looked intense. I feel, oh, I started that and I wasn't crazy about it, but yeah. it's worth a shot. I think it's. You have to be in the mood for it, right? And I just wasn't. So I'd be yeah, willing to give it another shot. It's like a mini series. Oh, it's not very long. That is that makes me more likely to watch it if it's not very long because it did seem intense. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll circle back. If any of you have seen it, any listeners have seen it, let us know because we're interested. But we don't know. We're interested, but we're not good at commitment. So let us know. <laughs> um, I thought that I recognized the uh person who the man who played Park J Song from something, but I looking at the list, he's not in anything. <gasps> I did the I, opposite where I didn't think I recognized um In Kyung's boss, who we find out from OBN, who we find out is like deep in the Jongyuan society. I didn't recognize yes. him. And then he's, like, a main character in Hospital Playlist 1 and 2. Yeah, he was, um... Shoot, now I can't think of who he was. Who they was he? They gave him a fun nickname, but he was the director, I think. Like, director of the hospital. In hos- Oh, Hospital Playlist, yes. For some reason, I was thinking of Dr. Romantic. I was like, he was not. <laughs> <laughs> no, there yeah, different hospitals. Yeah. <laughs> We watched those that. two close together. We needed, like, two years between those two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our brains were not equipped for that. Nope. Not one bit. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I I remember thinking, oh, he's got a very comforting face, and that's probably because he was from Hospital Playlist, where every character in that show except one is, like, a comfort character. Yep. 
Let's see. Uh, we, sorry, Weha Jun, who plays Choi Do Il, we called out pretty early on. He was in 18 again, and we loved him there, and we immediately fell in love with him, and we wanted to see him fall in love. Uh, I've got a dog who's very upset. Sounds like our <laughs> dinner is here. <laughs> Sounds um, like he recognizes uh, GQ Korea Man of the Year. Yeah, is Respect. he really? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. It's... I'm not surprised. <gasps> Look at his Instagram tag. That's so cute. It's just wee wee wee. Oh, that's super, super cute. Did I tell you about um the actor who was in The Sound of Magic, the one who played like the teenage love interest? His Instagram handle is hi hi hi, but it's like hi in diff- spelled different ways. It's really cute. <gasps> I think so. I forgot that though. Super cute. Uh, we love, we love Weehajun, and he deserves to be GQ Korea's Man of the Year. 100%. <gasps> um, guess who else was in Hospital Playlist? Uh, who? You'll never I, guess I, it. You'll never yeah. guess it. <laughs> we'll be here all day. She's in, like, one episode. <laughs> it's Gosu Im, the other bodyguard. Oh. Chido's nemesis. Interesting. Right? That is very interesting. I... I wonder who she was. I can't think of who she was. Yeah, it says the wife of a patient, but I didn't recognize the patient's name. Mm. Um, oh Jung Se, who was director Shin, uh, sorry, director Shin Hyun Min. Wow, that was more tough than it actually was. Um, he dies early on, but he is in It's Okay to Not Be Okay. Uh, he was oh. one of the main characters in that. He was, like, in the main trio of characters. Yeah. Director Shin is... Yeah, I kind of forgot about him because he dies so early on. He's homegirl's boss. Wow. I forgot her name as well. It's fine. <laughs> the best friend. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. We all get who we're talking about. This is fine. We, we know. We know what we're doing. <laughs> We know what we're doing, and it's just looking at Song Ah, who's played by Um Ji Won, and she was in Spring Turns to Spring, and that's all I wanted to say. Yes. So I was yep. not willing to go back to the cast list and make my other sentences make sense until I got that out. Um, and then we all know the shoe salesman, Song Jun Ki, was in Descendants of the Sun, and came here to Little Women to just hop in as a shoe salesman. He got a line. He ju- he got a line. He did good, and I was worried he was going to come back. But also, I'm disappointed he didn't. Right? Cameo. I thought he was. Yeah, I thought he was going to come back. Um, that's it on my end for this round of who's that face? Do you have any other faces that you know who they are? No, I think that was good. I think that was good. Pretty fast paced. Who's that face? Yeah, because there's so many that it we could be here all day. Oh, yeah. But, um, but we didn't prepare any of this, so. <laughs> yeah, so. We won't be here all day, okay? We got we got awards to give out, and wow, did I prepare for that part? No. Well, uh, I have some thoughts. Um, okay. So I was thinking we could maybe toss a nomination for Bus Stop Girl Award to Ha Jung-ho's grandfather. Ooh. Because he technically doesn't have a name aside from being Ha Jung-ho's grandfather. And But I don't know that he's done any good enough turn to necessarily be Bus Stop Girl other than being maybe like the only good person who's wealthy in this entire show. Yeah. Oh, that's Is it a, a low good bar? one? Except sure. that he didn't do anything. I think. Yeah. Okay, I have. I have one. I have one that I thought of. Who, whose name I forgot, but she's the lady who offered a lot of assistance, including bringing a bunch of bricks to Inju while she was in Singapore. Yeah, that's a bus stop girl. She really put her neck on the line um, for almost no reason. Because she seemed to be an actress who was setting up in Jew. So I am confused because she's simultaneously an actress who set her up, but then she helped her fill a suitcase full of bricks. See, that to me says that she wasn't part of it. That she wasn't high high up enough to be given one of the little cameras and be a paid actress. I obviously... 
it's not a question we got answers to, but it makes more sense if she did all those things because she was just like, I'm literally just an assistant. I don't know what y'all are playing your little games. I'm just here to assist whoever is my person for the day. Here's your bricks, ma'am. Yeah, I think she wins it. I can't think of anyone else. And that's a, yeah, that's a pretty good turn. She's pretty much the reason that Inju was able to not get murdered. She had the shock factor set up. She had the shock factor ready to go as soon as Sangha opened that suitcase. And that, to me, was the moment that really turned around the situation from, ah, Sangha is about to murder you. You've been drugged. To, uh, she still might murder you, but you bought yourself time for Choi Do Il to show up. Woo! So good job to that lady. Yep. Uh, so that's our bus stop girl. I, uh, here's another controversial nominee for Happy Award. Cause I don't know that he qualifies, cause Happy is too good for this world, right? Yes. But, I'll make my case, and then we can decide, and I will accept if he's maybe not, if he doesn't meet the Happy Award criteria. But Song Wu, uh, Won Song Wu, who was the only person, um, aside from his mother, who tried to speak out against the uh, secret society that was murdering people, who tried to bring attention to the money that was being uh, laundered and taken and the people who were being hurt and killed and all these slush funds and trying to do the right thing and he tried to bring attention to it and he got put in a psychiatric ward for how long was it? Like a decade or two or something? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he finally realized that it was time for him to do something about it, he knew the only thing to do was to sacrifice himself to set up the most inescapably guilty situation that Jason could be caught in. And so I am nominating him for Happy Award because I think he did the most out of anyone in that, like, people were doing a lot throughout this whole K-drama. The good guys were doing as much as they could. The bad guys were doing... An indescribable amount. But uh, Won Song Wu was the person who first tried to do it through the right channels. And when the right channels didn't work, he he put everything on the line. That's a really good... I, I think I was questioning it when you first said the nomination. But I think you're right. He was consistently good start to finish. So I say, yeah. Won Song Wu, happy award winner. That's a big one. We usually don't give away the happy award because it's it's a hard one to earn. You usually have to die and you have to be the goodest person you can be before before you die. Dang. Oh, that's really good. We do have a third award that was mostly a joke, but I'm kind of okay with keeping it. It's the Nurse Park Award. It's for someone who's mostly a good a good character and also probably attractive, though that's a given in a K-drama, and is willing to throw a punch when times get tough. Uh, are we... Are, I feel like I know who you're nominating, but then if it's, <laughs> if I'm wrong, I'm gonna feel so foolish. But I, So I'll, I'll just let you nominate him. Is it Shade O'Will? It wasn't, uh, but that's actually ooh. very good. Yeah, okay. he's... He's he is such a nurse park. It is the only other male interest in the entire show that I was thinking that you might nominate um Ha Jung Ho for that one because he Oh no, that's um, really good. Yeah, he shows up a lot for uh for for everyone but mostly in Kyung, but he 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 puts himself on the line. He shows up to you know a rooftop where Inju <laughs> starts beating a woman with a crowbar and he tries to intervene and do the right thing there and it kind of worked and sort not really. <laughs> yeah, Nurse Park in Dr. Romantic only threw one punch, I think, for the whole two seasons. So I guess Chado will almost killing Gosuim's two um underlings probably disqualifies him 
That's a bit much. That's a bit much for Nurse Park. So I think Zhang Ho is is a much better nominee. That's a really good one. Maybe they have to be like in love with the female leads too, or something. <laughs> I don't know because that's the only people we're nominating. But yeah, I think oh, Nurse Park was kind of a main character. A secondary character, maybe. So maybe they yeah. just have to be a secondary character, and usually that means being in love with the female lead. Yeah, like if you're that close to the female lead, you're probably in love with her. But I feel like all our awards are genderless, so yeah, you can also be in love with the male lead. That's totally fine. Yeah, you can be in love with anyone. That's the plan. Yeah, okay, promise. <laughs> <laughs> We're inclusive, okay? <laughs> Good award um, season. Wow, we usually don't yeah. give away all three awards. We used to only have two, and we almost never gave away a happy award. That's the surprise one. Yeah, that is the the happy award is hard to get. So if you get it, you're doing it. You're really doing things. And we're sorry you're dead. Rip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your service. Um, so I think that that's just a, the last thing we have to take care of before we keep up our house and shut down this episode is rating it, uh, rating the drama. I, I'll just toss mine out there. I don't know exactly what's keeping me from like a full 10. Like I, I couldn't describe in my heart what's keeping me from a full 10, but it's so close for me. This K drama is so so close because it checked so many boxes for me. It was so well done. It was beautiful. I loved the characters. So I don't know exactly what in my heart is saying it's a 9.5 for me, but for me it was a 9.5. Wow. I I think people might listen to the episodes and think that I have a different rating, but my hindsight has perfected all of this show's flaws. It has blurred everything. <laughs> it's so it's a perfect 10 for me. It's the blur tool. <laughs> perfect 10 now. I don't know if I would have said that while watching it, but I stand by my rating now. I think, especially trying to compare it to other dramas, in comparison to everything we've ever watched, this feels like an easy 10. But I, I like that you brought it down a little bit. Yeah, and I don't know why. I wish that here at Play on K we had an actual reason for why we rate things the way we do. <laughs> I, I really wish that we could offer that to our listeners, like an actual solid uh, explanation of our critical review process. It's not there. It's all, it's all vibes here at Play on K. And for <laughs> me, right now, today, in this moment, it's a 9.5 vibe. Um, I'm feeling kind of sad about that. So I... I, I almost like the idea of like me keeping my 9.5, you do the 10, we'll, we'll do the messy system we always do where we meet in the middle and we give this uh, a 9.75. Which we can round up to a happy 9.8. That's yeah. that's yeah. a good rating. If I, I saw a Vicky show that was 9.8, easy watch. I'm clicking yep. play right now. <laughs> Immediately. Yep. So uh, Little Women has the overall... Play on K rating of 9.8. I feel confident in that. Woo! Me too. <laughs> um, if you have a rating that you want to give this show, you can let us know by email. We're at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, you can also find all of our episodes on our website. You can also find our affiliate links on our website. Uh, there's a lot to do there. You can sign up for newsletters. There's not that much to do there. Those are the three things mostly that people go to do is find our episodes, maybe comment on them. Um, affiliate links, so Skillshare if you want to learn a new skill. NordVPN if you want to secure your presence on the internet. And also maybe find some K-dramas that aren't licensed in your region. Don't tell people that we sent you. Uh, <laughs> and... Finally, uh, we have Blueberry Podcasting. So if you are interested in starting a podcast yourself, uh, we totally recommend them. All of those links are there. And if you use any of those links, especially the Blueberry Podcasting one, I'm really interested to know, like, yeah, what, uh, you know, skills you're learning, what K-dramas you're watching, and what region they're licensed in, <laughs> and um, what uh what podcast you've decided to make so let us know yeah you can also find us on many social media platforms 
We are on Instagram at Play on K Podcast. We're on Twitter at Play on K. I'm on TikTok and Hive at Play on K underscore Emily. So you can find all of our little bonus content and you can give us a quick hey if you stop by. Yeah. Uh, one of the ways that you can support the pod, or, yeah, support the podcast is the words I was looking for. Um, and it's super free to, to do is rating, reviewing, and subscribing wherever you listen to us. So wherever you find us, any combination of those things, tossing us a five star rating out of five, hopefully. Um, <laughs> uh, it helps other K drama podcast listeners find us. And if you want to support us with your money, you can go to patreon.com slash playonk. We have some bonus stuff on there, and we are revamping it for the new year. So get hyped. Get on Patreon. We'll see you there. Uh, I think that's just about everything. So we are starting a new drama the next time you hear from us. We have decided to listen. Nope. Watch (laughs) 39 on Netflix. Woo! So we will see you all next week with the first two episodes of 39. Yeah, okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye bye.